stocks getting a little day two bounce here following a rally on employment data Friday? Or was it a rally on a week ISM services? Let's go back to last week to begin our conversation for this one. Jim Bianco kicks things off, president of Bianco Research. Jim, good morning. Always like having you here on a Monday. Thanks for having me. Okay, so last week, what happened here? Did we rally on a good employment situation that had calm wages? Or did we rally because ISM services bombed and people still think bad data is good? I think it's the latter. I think if you go back and you look at where the markets were right before ISM services came out at 9 a.m. Central, the S&P was back to unchanged. It was up three points at yep. that point when the number came out. Why does ISM services matter so much? Because Jay Powell has invented this new statistic, which is core inflation, uh, core services inflation, X housing as his focus. He's looking at services. So when the market saw that services weakened, they surmised then that must mean that inf services inflation will follow and weaken. And that's what really sparked the rally. That and, you know, don't forget the old technical analysis thing. The market wanted to go up and was looking for an excuse. There is probably some of that. But the catalyst was definitely the ISM services number. Um, now, the one thing I'll say about that number, it doesn't correlate to anything. I mean, it's nice, you know, or not nice that it, it weakened. But if you tried to correlate it to services inflation or services expenses or anything else, you usually come up with a zero correlation, which is why you probably didn't even know that number existed before Friday at nine o'clock. Huh. Well, I've been watching it because it was the only thing that was still above 50. Uh, you know, it's supposed to be right. the strength in our economy right now. Leisure, the services, people traveling. So if we lost that, we lost uh, manufacturing data months ago. Uh, what is uh, the case here? for um, not just maybe a soft landing, but uh, some type of renewal of growth. Is there any hope for that right now? Or did, did that kind of nail the coffin in? Oh, no, there's still renewal for growth. And, and that is kind of the issue in the market. Go back to 730 with the payroll report. That was the ninth payroll report in a row that beat expectations. And that is the longest streak in since we started keeping statistics on this in the mid 90s. Wow. And so what does that tell me? It's all nine in a row in the same direction. There's a bias here. Everybody says, all right, I think the uh, payroll number is going to be this, but I also think we're going to have a recession. So knock a little bit off the number and it always beats is what happens. So we've got people that are really invested in this idea that there's going to be an economic slowdown. And that is the bull case because the bull case right now is weak data gives us a Fed pivot. And if we need to get lousy earnings, bad C, uh, GDP, uh, in order to bring down inflation to get the Fed pivot, then so be it. And that is more of the same. But the problem with this whole idea that the economy is weakening is there's really spotty evidence that that's happening, at least right now. Payroll report at 200,000, that's not a weak economy. I mean, it may not be great, but it's definitely not a recession at this point. And there's been a lot of other data that has suggested the same. And later this week, we'll start to get fourth quarter earnings. And I suspect that these earnings will be like every other quarter. They'll wind up beating expectations by about 70% of the companies usually beat. And it'll paint a picture of an okay economy and the Atlanta Fed GDP is still around 2% or so for the fourth quarter. So if you add it all up, there isn't really much signs of a recession yet. And this is 
going to be the push-pull that we're going to have in the market? Do we have weak numbers so the Fed can pivot? If the, can the market rally without a Fed pivot? And so far, the answer is no, it can't rally without the hope of a Fed pivot. So, uh, Jim, thinking about the message that we got from the minutes, is any of that based in reality right now from the tone that they are striking? No, I think that it definitely is, because the, me the message I got from the minutes was, don't you dare rally the stock market or I'm going to have to get I'm going to have to get ugly with you. And that seems to be where the Fed is right now. They want to slow the economy, to reduce demand, to bring down inflation. And let me be clear on this to two percent. Yes, inflation's peaked. That's not no longer even a forecast. It's a statement of fact. And the question is not has it peaked, but is it on its way to two percent? And they need a reverse wealth effect to do that. So anytime the stock market loosens financial conditions, which is their phrase for a bull market, uh, they step in and get very, very hawkish. So I suspect that, yes, the minutes mattered. And when Powell speaks tomorrow, that's really going to be the, the thing I think everybody's going to be looking at is, is he going to take the is he going to take loosening financial conditions on straight away and say that the Fed has to do something about it? So that part about them stepping in of stocks get too optimistic, uh, that still suggests that we've got a, a Fed call now in this market. Any idea where it might be? Yeah, I, I definitely think we do. And I think it's around 4,100 if I had to guess, because that was where the market was on uh, December 14th, which was the last Fed meeting when Jay came out and he really kind of you know smashed the market down. And I might add, too, um, when you look at the Fed, there's really, if I was to give you the weightings of the voices that you need to listen to, 75% of what you should listen to is what Jay Powell says, 24% of what you should listen to is what Wall Street Journal Nick Tamuro says, and 1% is collectively everybody else. Jay Powell really runs the show, and he speaks tomorrow, and he'll set the table. Oh, yeah, there's some other people in the Fed that may disagree with what he's thinking. Lael Brainerd, San Francisco Fed, Mary Daly, I think disagree with him. But the chairman gets what the chairman wants, and the chairman's worried about inflation and thinks a reverse wealth effect is the prescription to bringing inflation back to 2%. Mm. So what happens if we do, uh, let's say we get another rally that turns into a move above the 41, uh, totally see where you get that level. That's pretty much exactly in line with the bear market downturn. So uh, if we get up there, then what do they do? I mean, are we gonna see them start talking hikes uh, because of where the stock market is? Or will we see them try and job on it? What tools do they have to try and use that reverse wealth effect if inflation is still showing signs of peaking? Now, they'll, they'll, they'll first of all, they've done this all for the last year. They'll start job owning it like a, like a parent talks to a teenager with their teeth clenched that they're in big trouble if they don't stop this behavior right away. And if that doesn't work, then they will threaten more rate hikes because what they'll, they'll fret is this idea that there will be an uptick in the economy leading to inflation bottoming out at around 4% or some high, unacceptably high number. If the stock market were to make it to 4,100 and stay at that level and keep moving, the problem you'll have is all good data will be viewed as reasons for the Fed to get optimistic. So we'll be in this weird situation where, hey, the s and is above 4,100, but please, every one of you companies really report terrible numbers so we could stay above 4,100. And that's not a sustainable type of environment in the long term.
So, Jim, uh, if uh, the inflation numbers don't go back higher, if inflation numbers still uh, continue to cool, can they deliver that message? Or will people go, well, hold on a second, you told us inflation was the problem, or will they start to strike a tone of maybe not the uh, rate of change for inflation, but the level of inflation? And do they have that as an out, basically, at any moment, when you still have yeah. CPI as high as it is? No, I think they do, and I think that Chairman Powell has been very clear on this, that it's about the level of inflation. Like I said, inflation's peak is a statement of fact. It's not an issue that it's on. It's at 7.1, probably going under 7, um, maybe as low as 6.5 this week. That is priced into the market already, and we're still under 4,000 on the market. It's, it's, is it on its way to 2% organically, and it's going to stay there? Or is the only reason it gets to 2% is because we have a recession, and then the minute we get a rebound, inflation comes back up. That Chairman Powell has talked about repeatedly, that he is worried that inflation comes down because the economy's weak, we cut rates because the economy's weak, and then the next thing you do is you have 4 or 5% inflation all over again, and then we have to start hiking rates, and we repeat the 70 cycle all over again. So it, he's been trying to say that even as the economy weakens, and even as there's talk of a recession, he's not going to move on cutting rates right away because he doesn't want to have to spur inflation. I think that message is going to continue to be the case. Uh, there's nothing in, remember, 75% of what the Fed does is what he says. There's nothing in what he has said that has suggested that he is, he is pivoting at any point at this uh, right now. All right, great stuff. Uh, message received. Uh, thanks, uh, Mr. Bianco, as always. Good morning and thank you. Absolutely. You got it, Jim Bianco, President Bianco Research. All right, a good analysis of what happened last week and what to expect from the tone in Jay Powell's language this week as we do hear from the Fed chair.